Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Chelsea Podcast. It's me, Andy Saunders. Kerry Levy is off on Easter Bunny duties, uh, as is Phil Daniels. Uh, so I'm joined this evening by two regulars of the show, two old friends. Uh, to my left, uh, journalist extraordinaire, Gary Hayes. How are you, Gary? Very good, Andy. Thank you very much. And to my right, chef extraordinaire, Alan Bird. How are you, Alan? I'm very well, thank you. Good. Let's get cracking on then, because we've got two games to talk about tonight. Um, we'll get stuck straight into the Man City game. We all went to the Man City game, didn't we? Fantastic. What did we? Uh, what expectations did we go with? Were you confident? Uh, I went there with a, a mild amount of confidence. Um, I was expecting to be a tough game. Uh, City, you know, are playing well at times, and other times not so well. So I was expecting it to be a tough match. Um, and was sort of hoping that we were going to nick it. Which we kind of did. Which we kind of did, yeah. Yeah, Gary? It had a sense of um, inevitability about it, really. I think, and that's the, you know, what, what, what Conte's brought back to the club is that um, he's doing things in a different way, but he's doing them in the same way. And, uh, yeah, they've got the metal back, and um, I think that's just what's really impressive about it. It's obviously, you're facing a team like City, you know the football they can play, and they played some really nice stuff on they did. You know, last, uh, last Wednesday. But at the same time, it's almost like, you feel this team can handle it again. Mm-hmm. And that's the, I know I'll hark back to it a lot, but I do so because it's, it is the benchmark, but 04, 05, 05, 06, Jose. And, um, and obviously what subsequently happened beyond that, even though managers were changing, that they seem to have that within the squad and that metal. And yeah, he's brought it back. And I think that's what impressed me the most. And that's what going into the game, I thought was going to, was going to be the case. And although they rode their luck at times, but I think they earned the right to, to ride that luck. Good. Well, let's have a look at the team then. Courtois in goal. Uh, we saw Kurt Zuma come into the back three uh, with a rare appearance. So Zuma, Cahill and Luis. Uh, Azpilicueta 
one out to the right. Moses still not fit enough to come back into the team. Alonso uh, on the left-hand side. Uh, Kante and Fabregas. I thought that was a surprise for some people not seeing Matic in there. And then Pedro Costa has it up front. What did you think when you saw the team sheet, Alan? I thought exactly the same as you. I, I thought that Matic was nailed on after seeing him play previous games against City where he's really bossed that midfield. I didn't expect us to have Fabregas there. I thought he was a bit of a, a dodgy decision to put him in. But, you know, until the second half when Matic came on, I thought Fabregas gave a really good account of himself. Mm. Um, Zuma, obviously, he looked a bit... Um, rusty? Yeah, a bit rusty, I think, is the correct way to describe it. But still, you know, great well, performance, yeah. Yeah, great performance. Yeah, defensively, I thought Zuma was OK. I think the why did, he take, why did he take Zuma off at half-time? Because he said he wanted to tighten it in midfield. And he wanted to. And what did he mean by it. that? It did look like they were just running straight down the middle of midfield at our goal at what, points, didn't it? It did, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it was that, that moment in the... Um, it was just, just after Aguero scored when um, Sané had got the ball and Courtois made the save where... Uh, at first it like could have been a penalty but then you see the replay and you see the save and all the rest mm. of it but I think that was his concern because Fabregas was he, he roams which yeah. is his game yeah. it's not a criticism of him that, that is his game mm. and sometimes you need someone in there to you know to um, to you know to, to, to deal with that and to deal with his you know lack of positional sense in, in a sense in, in a way but I thought you know when he started I wasn't concerned because of what happened in, at the Etihad you know but I think Matic was injured back then, or was he? I think, yeah, I think he was injured, and everyone was a bit concerned then. But Fabregas was the reason we won the game that day. Yeah, you know, he got the, the ball over to Costa. He um, he beats Otamendi, makes it one all, and, and then Chelsea take control. But I thought seeing him in there was a wise decision because against City, you want to keep the ball as well as you know. You know Absolutely, they're going to have a lot yeah. of it, but when you get it, you want to do something with it. I we think Chelsea were doing it. that. We only had 39% of the possession. Yeah, but I, I think that came down to the fact that when Matic went off, in that it. As a neutral, I think it was a really good game. The first half, you know, speaking to people after, just you know, friends who thought it was a really good game. And then the second half sort of killed it. But it's like, yeah, but that's what Conte wanted to do. E- even though I don't think Chelsea had the control they wanted when Matic came in, mm. I think that there was still that case of you know shutting that game down. And you know, I was chatting about it to Kerry after, um, just you know, just saying about how you see now that he's still setting up the team the same way to begin the matches, but. He's seen things and he's thinking, look, we've got something to hold on to now. Let's, let's close it out because they're trying to close games out, like mm. trying to close the season out. So Hazard uh, got the goal after 10 minutes, a little deflected uh, shot off of uh, Vincent Company's head. I thought the goalkeeper should have done better. I mean, yeah, I, it, did, uh, yeah, it was I, a deflection. It was very better. slight. It was yeah. awful goalkeeping. Mm. I didn't think it was very good. And, and I was uh, in the Matthew Harding uh, stand for that. So you obviously have that down the gun barrel view of it yeah. it looked like terrible goalkeeping from where I was sitting and then when you saw the replay you thought well a little little deflection but it wasn't that better. big you know. yeah it, was, it wasn't big enough that I think he played on that Yeah, and but then you know talk of terrible goalkeeping Courtois clearance was well, absolutely appalling 26 <laughs> minutes you know 16 minutes after Hazard's uh, opener uh, Courtois gets himself in a bit of a pickle um, had lots of space to his left where he could have delivered the ball decided to go into traffic yeah picked up and then um, actually made a fairly decent save from David Silver's cross and pushed it straight into the path of Aguero and he doesn't miss from there does he? No not a goal poacher like him <laughs> it, it, it fell to the two worst players you want that ball to fall exactly. to because David Silver you know the craft that he's got and the skill that he's, he's got. some player isn't oh, he's absolute, I remember when he played for Valencia and they played us in the Champions League I think it was 2006 he must have been about 17 or 18 at the time and he scored an absolute worldie at Stamford Bridge. It was when David Villa and, and he were 
leading the line for Valencia. And mm. I thought he'd be the player that had gone to Barcelona, but obviously subsequently David Villa. But he's a much better player than Villa. And I think Guardiola just um, the other day sort of admitted it that um, I think Azunay Emery said, oh, you want to sign this kid, David Silva? And, and they didn't bother at Barcelona. And then when they went and back to get him when he was at City, it was too expensive. Yeah, yeah because he's... In, Oh, exceptional player. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's supernatural at times. And, and Thibaut Courtois was making his 100th Chelsea appearance uh, in that game. Actually, as you say, followed up fairly soon after with a pretty good save against Sane yeah. and, and was solid throughout the game. And, and what I thought was interesting about that was your average human being, when they make a cock-up like that in front of not only the 44,000 people that are in the stadium, but the millions watching at home, that would crush me. Your you know, head would go it, down, wouldn't it? But yeah. be able to pick yourself up from that and think, all right, well, look, I've made an absolute ricket. I need to sort it out. I think that showed the real mental strength. It's arrogance as well. Yeah, but you need Arro- that at no, that no, level exactly. of elite yeah, sport, just, don't absolutely, you? It's yeah. a good arrogance. It's the yeah. arrogance of understanding you made a, a cock confidence, up. yeah. Yeah, but then the arrogance to think I'm still good enough that it's not going to affect me. And, yeah. and that's why the best players are arrogant. When you, when you watch those games, when you watch those really big games, I mean, that, you know, that was a big game in our title race. You know, when you're at Munich or when yeah, you're at these massive absolutely. games and you're in the stands and you're feeling that appalling nerves and you think, I couldn't even walk out on the pitch and these guys are dead calm, dead professional. But they're not. That's the thing. You speak to there. a lot of them and they say, you know, what? oh, you know, the Champions League final 2008 and 2012. And they're like, I hated every minute of it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like Lampard <laughs> that's says a great insight. So <laughs> but Lampard says it. He's, you know, you know, those games are the games they hated playing. He looked ice cool. Yeah, but it just shows you, doesn't it, on the outside? Uh-huh. It's having that front, but they yeah. hate playing. In, you know, they like the spectacle of it. But you know, it's only looking back when they've won the games that they say they enjoyed them because in the moment they hate it. They absolutely hate it. You know, and you see um, 2008 when JT hits the post and you see Balak's reaction where he's just falling the play you know he's crestfallen the players are trying to hold him up and because yeah. they they just deal with it in the same way as as fans but then they just condition themselves to to get through it. i guess the one way they can deal with it is they they've got the power to control what's going on whereas mm. as a fan mm. you, you just com- you, you have to completely give <laughs> yourself I you to also it, yeah. don't have that level of uh emotion from being a fan you know that that all or nothing i mean you are there essentially as an individual within a team doing your job and mm. it's a slightly different emotion i think isn't it you don't have that stomach churning you know stomach cramping you know, and then if you've got conte screaming at you on the sky yeah. like to get back in the position or get up there or get down there did you go to moscow i did yeah did you go unfortunately to moscow? yeah i think i've told the story on this podcast before um i had tickets and a flight because i was working for chelsea at the time um, but at the same time, I was moonlighting for the Football League and I was working on Gillingham against Bradford or something. No, Gillingham against Scunthorpe, I think it was. Playoff final. I so I couldn't, I couldn't go. Because so you I went missed. to Gillingham Scunthorpe. Yeah, but then... In, <laughs> you but, definitely haven't told yeah, that story no, well, before. I, I was actually edit, I was editing the programme for the game and I couldn't, you know, professional integrity, I couldn't turn my back on it. So then I, I sent that to print and then went into the West Stand and I think it was in the Harris Suite. They'd put on a big Russian themed night for right. all the staff yeah. that couldn't go, so um, they had like a um, you know big um, ice sculpture of the um, the cathedral and stuff where right. they were pouring all the vodka, vodka through it. some basils. <laughs> yeah, but it, and it was, it was it was a good night actually. And then seeing the rain and then hearing the horror stories of people having to get back to the uh, oh, oh, okay, yeah, I sort of missed nightmare. it. But then went out, to, the yeah, back. went out to went Fulham Road and there was just riots, fans fighting fans. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, did you do the horrible. there and the back in the day thing that I did? Yeah, no, know? it was... And then got bunged on the first flight that came yeah, along. I, yeah. I remember there was a couple of uh, people on the flight talking about 
the flight announcements and someone said it was like run around with Mike Greed. <laughs> yeah, <you know>? it was. <laughs> they announced the next flight to Gatwick I got separated from my mate. We went on different flights. It was oh. crazy. Anyway, we yeah. won't dwell no. on that particular horror evening. So Eden Hazard, let's talk about Eden Hazard in the Man City game. First Chelsea player to score home and away against Man City in the Premier League since... Since... Drogba? No. I was going so far back. Lampard? Tony Dorigo? No. Not Lampard? Solomon Kalou. Kalou? Oh, it's it's wow. 2008. <laughs> Has has now got 10 Premier League goals at Stamford Bridge this season, more than any other player. It's the second time he's reached double figures at home in the league uh, after he uh, scored 10 uh, at the bridge in 2013. You know, he's really started to come into a run of form now, hasn't he? I mean, he's a mercurial player. And, and all the people that... insane at times. The people that keep going on about, you know, that one off-season that, you know, he had last season... He's just a phenomenal player. It's, it's funny, though, about He that. turns up for big games. Because um, Jody Morris was, was tweeting about him uh, just the other day and uh, someone had had a pop at him and he came back and said, why is it everyone has to talk about that one bad season? Because he was playing injured. Yeah. And it's something that hasn't been discussed openly and it, I always thought it was interesting that as soon as Chelsea went out of the Champions League last year against PSG, we didn't see Hazard for, I think it was about uh, six or seven weeks because there was no need to be pushing and pushing and pushing him. And I think that's what the fallout was with Jose and that he was having to play injured. I remember going, to that, Le- I remember going have... to that Leicester game where yeah. he, he hurt his hip. He did his hip and that was the problem all the time. And yeah. you know, obviously we won't go into it, but you know, the, uh, the verbal porn we've had on this podcast recently talking about those hips. Yeah. Um, that, that's a big <laughs> well, part wasn't of his game. Hips, was it Gary? It was his glutes. Yeah. Well, it, but it's all, part, it's all part of that area, you know, and, but that's, that's, that's <laughs> it's such also. a big part of his game. And when that, when he had that injury last year, you could see that he was getting the ball and he was, playing in front of players rather than bursting beyond them and, yeah. and now you can see he's back to doing that yeah. but at the same time I still think he can do so much more what do you think what would you like to see more from more from goals him? and more killer instincts he gets in positions scoring he, goals yeah but he can score more you know he should you know, have had got, a hat-trick I think he's got 14 uh, Premier League goals this season joint best ever return this season in the competition got 14 and 13 14 and 14 15 so for, you know he's well on course to be spoken of as he is and for a player to have the the transfer rumours, you know, used against him in the way they are, and you know, oh, he's going to go for hundred million. How much is he going to go for? Every single club wants him. I just think, well, look, if you're really that player and you're that indispensable to Chelsea, then do more. And I, you know, I don't, I don't think that's that's not saying he's not a great player. I think he is. I think he's he's our best player. But I just think you can do so much more. Let's continue the hazard conversation after this short break. Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? Uh, well, no, that's that's the acting. <laughs> from behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. And we're back. 
And uh, so we were talking about Eden Hazard, about Gary thinking that he needs to do more. I know what you mean. I think if he wants to get into that Ronaldo, Messi, Neymar, Suarez bracket, if he wants to be into that kind of global megastar bracket, I think he needs more goals. And I've said that. I think he he needs a killer instinct in front of goal. Would you agree with that? I do. I I think he's one of those players that everyone can see the potential of him becoming a a Galactico, whatever you want to call him. And... uh, at this moment in time, he's doing a phenomenal job, but you know he can produce a little bit more. And he's so excited when he gets that ball and you know that he's going to do something amazing with it um, or he's got the potential of doing something amazing with it. Sometimes he'll, you know, the assists that he gives to other players uh, I think are you know, underrated, but yeah. it's that killer instinct. He does need to score more goals. Yeah, OK. See, well, look- just, sorry, just quickly on that as well. But at the same time, what I love about Hazard is that He's one of this rare breed of player that that plays with plays with a smile. He looks mm. like he actually enjoys it. Yeah. But I think that is the problem. Is that he enjoys it too much and that it's almost like playing, you know, I play five aside on Thursdays and with Bleach Report and you know, we all have a laugh playing. And it's almost like that's Do what they he's all doing. have a laugh at you, Gary. Well, no, not when I'm sticking him in the top corner and <laughs> spraying it all around the pitch. <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah, oh, you know what? I still got a dodgy left hamstring from last week. I've been complaining about it all week. <laughs> but no, but he, he seems to enjoy it too much and, and to the point that he gets into the position, he thinks, oh, I've got two goals already, so I'll let Costa score. And it's like, no, just keep going. Just keep going. Keep going. Keep going. And, yeah. you know, and I, think, I think we're all kind of agree- in agreement with you. Let, let, let's, um, let's enjoy Hazard's yeah, little vein absolutely. of form that he's on at the moment. Um, let, let's move on to um, talk about Pep Guardiola, shall we? One of my pet hates. Do we have I, to? Well, just I wanted to. I wanted to just uh, just 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 present a couple of things. It's one of my pet hates is that he is this kind of super coach that you know he's the best coach ever. You know he he has something in his locker that nobody else has. I tell you what, he's got in his locker. He's got five hundred million quid's worth of players in his locker, and he always has done. He is the veritable silver spooned manager. Um, I just thought I'd point out the fact that Pep Guardiola has now suffered uh, defeats home and away to the same opponents in a single league season for the first time in his, in career. his managerial career. Absolutely. So uh, well done, Chelsea, on that. Um, well, well done, Conte. And uh, he's now suffered six league defeats as Manchester City boss this season, his highest tally in a single league season as a manager. So this, uh, you know, this nonsense about him being somehow godlike super, manager, yeah. I'm not having it. No. See, he's not having it as well, I think. That's that's the one thing I, I'm not in the camp of you know all praise all praise ye oh great one. I think but he's good. Time, I just don't think he, I don't, he's deserving yeah. of of um, of completely unchallenged praise. Mm. There, there was an interview of him recently. I, I think he might have been on BBC Sport or The Guardian or something. Anyway, it was last week, and he said um, I was supposed to come in and and change English football, and I was supposed to win the Premier League by March. And had I not done that, I'm a failure. Yeah, I'm a failure. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the point he's making is that, look, okay, I'm not God. Yeah, it was in the same interview that he was talking about Conte being the, you know, the best yeah. manager in the world. And Which was I gracious. Think, yeah, it was gracious, but it was cheeky at the same time because he doesn't really believe it and he's just trying to deflect it onto him. But at the same time, I, I can see his grievance because he's, he's you know, thinking, look, give me a chance. I've come into a club that, you know, talk about Chelsea having no history. This club's got no history, you know, and they've got no, you know... Um, no sense of actually achieving anything sustained, even with the money. You know, which is the difference with Chelsea and City is that Chelsea were doing it immediately and they've sustained it, whereas City they haven't had a title challenge for the last three years, including this season. I think their problem though is they're bought badly. They're but, bought- but that's the point is that they've they've purchased bad players because 
they've had to buy they've tried had to try to accelerate it that quick mm. that they've had to buy names and it's about what names fit rather than what players fit I think they should have done better with the resources that they've got yeah I they, they should absolutely. have done, they, they should I think have done. you can say they've bought badly but they've still bought top class players they shouldn't be you know drawing and losing some yeah of but it's no, not about it's not about just buying the players they've bought players and they yeah, haven't bought, the they haven't bought job, a team and they, they, they haven't the appointed the right manager now, now they've appointed the right manager that you look at all the managers that led up to to um, to Guardiola they had Mark Hughes at first then they had Mancini then they had Pellegrini effectively Ericsson. they've had oh yes yeah but Ericsson wasn't there when the money Mark came Hughes. was he mm. that was under uh, Shinawatra but mm. um, the, the the point is is that they had three Ranieri's whereas Chelsea had Ranieri for one season bought in Jose who just had the you know the uh, the platform that was more so than what City had anyway, and he just changed it instantly and put Chelsea on another level. Whereas, so you are in the pep camp. I'm not. I'm not in the pep camp, but at the same time, I'm not in the camp that just wants to slate him because I don't want to just slate him. No, I, just I, I know you don't. I, I want to stop don't, the uncritical praise. That, that's I the wanna, point. Mm, is that yeah. there's there's an equal divide here. It seems to be that he's yeah. either God or he's the devil. And I'm somewhere in the middle where I think, look, I can appreciate what he's done, but at the same You're time, the deep blue sea. Yes, the there we go. It's, it's interesting because Pep is is getting a hard time over his team or his team not doing as well as it should do. But I think Jurgen Klopp's getting easier, right? Yeah, I yeah, because Klopp should be Liverpool should be winning the title this year. Chelsea shouldn't be doing what they're doing no. because he's got. And it, it was a point that I made. Um, after the, uh, I wrote an article about it after the um, the game when they beat us. Uh, uh, what was it two one? Yeah, it was two mm. one, wasn't it? Season, the yep. And um, the point was on that was that um, Liverpool and Arsenal hadn't beaten Chelsea that they'd beaten this broken team and that you know Liverpool especially were a year ahead in their progress because yeah. yeah because Chelsea had sacked Jose in December, Klopp had almost been a year at the club so Conte had to start from the bottom out. But just from, okay, okay, he's got better players anyway, but Klopp's had two transfer windows to get better players mm. and to get players that suit his system, whereas Conte's had to do it in a short window, having been at Euro 2016, come in and work with what he's got. And he's shown that the manager that Klopp is meant to be in, that I don't like signing players, I like working with players. Well, look what Conte's done. He's made Victor Moses... The player that no one else could make. Yeah, that exactly. He's also had to deal with a real bump in the road with that whole Costa situation in China. He's had yeah. to deal with that discord, and I thought he dealt with it incredibly well. And I think and he's shown himself to be a, a brilliant man manager. He's, mm. he's, he's inherited some massive, you know, and this again going back to Guardiola, he's, he's inherited a lot of problems that he wouldn't have inherited anywhere in his career. Mm. And Conte's inherited similar problems. You know, even down to like. How do you solve a problem like John Terry? How do you solve a problem like Ivanovic, who mm. captain and vice captain? Yeah, he's put you know Ivanovic out of the club in January, and no one's really complained. Terry hasn't played properly since September, no, no one's complained, and he's done it, and it's, it's all gone under the radar because the way he's conducted himself and the way he's gone about his business, and it just shows. Yeah, but Gary, we've been winning. But that, that's we'll what forgive, I'm saying. We'll forgive anybody anything but, when we're winning. But that is the point: is that if we'd have been losing, it, it'd be a different story. But yeah. that, that's that's the point: is that it's gone under the radar because. He's allowed it to, you know, what he's done and the way he set that team up and the way he's conducted himself completely, mm. you know, winning matches or not, fans haven't really been too concerned about John Terry and that he's probably looking no. at it now thinking he stayed a year too long. Yeah, well, he's got a, you know another year's pay packet, isn't he? And and uh, you know and a, and a chance to really assess and Think, reflect yeah. what he wants to do. Exactly. Listen, let's move on. Let's talk about Bournemouth, uh, which was uh, the game on Saturday, five thirty kickoff. 
Uh, none of us went, didn't we? Because the, no. the stadium only holds four people, uh, <laughs> and there's three of us, so we're never going to fit us in. 11,000, that stadium holds. It's tiny, the yeah. Vitality Stadium. Um, let's look at the team. Courtois in goal. No Zuma. Aspi, uh, Cahill and Louise back in their familiar uh, back three. Uh, Moses back in the team, which I think we were all relieved to see uh, as the right wing back. Alonso as the left wing back. Matic in for Fabregas uh, alongside Kante, obviously. And then the uh, very solid Pedro Costa Hazard. Arguably uh, favourite formation I, I looked of the at season. that team and I thought, yeah. that's our best team. Yeah. Um, I know you love Fabregas, but I just yeah. think I like Kat- I like Matic next to Kante. Oh, I, I like in Matic games well. like this. Yeah, in I like Matic. Like this. It's funny because um, I thought you'd have started Fabregas because when we beat them 4 0 there last year, that was the Fabregas show. He completely just yeah. ran it for us. Yeah. Didn't he? Just, Do you yeah. want to make your point about the Poundland Fabregas now? What, Jack Wilshire? <laughs> <laughs> well, you knew I meant uh, <laughs> Jack Wilshire. <laughs> well, see the point is, I'll give you a stat before we start. Go on. 21 starts with two sub appearances. No goals, two assists. But it's it's the team that he's playing in that... Should we talk, just give some context about why we're talking about Yeah, the, the, I, I didn't come here with the intention of bringing it up until some yes, fans... you did. You've like, been saying it on until, Twitter no, all but Until some fans started messaging during the game saying, oh, I, I agree with Gary. After today's performance, I agree with Gary, what he's been saying on the podcast about Jack Wilshere, that he'd be a good player for Chelsea because... And the view is, just to make it clear, I'm not saying he should be a starter at Chelsea, that he's good enough to be a starter at Chelsea, but... A player of his capabilities, especially next season when we're playing Champions League, League Cup, FA Cup, an excellent player to come in, play, was it 21 games this season? 21 games. Plus few, two sub Yeah, a few sub-appearances. That is the ideal player you want in this team because it's about squads. And you, know, you, you look yeah. back to... Why has he only made 21 starts though? Ask yourself that. Well, at, Because well, he's been injured. Well, at, at first, when he came in, he wasn't fit and they signed him on transfer deadline day and I think the season was five games old then. And then he had to get fit where he was only playing you know, a few games here and there. And I think Eddie Howe's managed him really well. Mm. You know, he's, he's controlled his game time really well. But I, I think you, you saw the way that Bournemouth were playing on Saturday that whenever they were hitting Chelsea on the break, whenever they were getting good... Um, you know, good possession in, in our uh, attacking third or our defensive third, their attacking third. A lot of it was coming through Wilshire. And I think yeah. you even see that yeah. um, yeah, before Josh King scored his goal, there was a moment when Benekafobi had a good opportunity and it was because Wilshire got the ball. What, the one where he hit the post? Yeah, turn, yeah. turn, Ping, turn, turn real quick. Him, didn't he? Yeah, got, yep. got the ball forward. And I just think a player like that that can get his head up and play football would be a benefit. And, you know, I'm not going to hide the facts as well that you know, I'm more endeared to him because he's English. I want to see more English players at Chelsea. I don't think and there's that's anyone because who's English Brexit, who loves Brexit. Premier League but football doesn't want to see Jack Wilshere play his best that he can for England. Sadly, though, he doesn't and he's too inconsistent. That's why he wasn't at Arsenal and that's why he's ended up Bournemouth and as great a manager as Eddie Howe is, he's still not going to get the best out of him. You, yeah, you, you, you wouldn't like to see him at Chelsea, would you? Uh, I like him. I do. I feel sorry for him because he's always injured but I don't know whether that's because of the way he's been treated at Arsenal or now at the way at Bournemouth. Um, you know, I've not got any real. His problems at Arsenal, uh, the same problems. Him or, that, you know, love for him. <laughs> his problems at Arsenal, the same problems that Oxlade Chamberlain's had, that Walcott's had at, at moments, that Aaron Ramsey's had at moments, and that they get they get fit, they get playing, they get a bit of form, and then they get the setback by being injured again. Mm. And it's just this roof. You know, look at Abu Dhabi as well, who could have been an exceptional player, but they could just never get him fit. Now I, I don't I don't know the inner workings but, of Arsenal and, but do, and their do you remember but, do you remember 
Cesc Fabregas was exactly that type of player when he was at Arsenal. Yeah, and look at Van Persie, the same player. Yeah. So, you know, so I, I that don't was know when the, their season fell apart. Was yeah. when those two got injured. I, I don't know the inner working, so I can't give a fully qualified you know um, insight on it. But it's a trend that you know it sits with Arsenal, doesn't sit with Chelsea. Chelsea keep their players fit by and large. You know, Drogba got nursed through so many injuries at Chelsea. John Terry's you know had a, a back injury, a dodgy back for so long, and Chelsea have nursed him through it because. They've got elite sports scientists at that club. And I just think that if you've got a player like Wilshere at Chelsea, where he's not playing every week and he can sit into a system. Now, I think that, uh, you know, the system we played on Saturday would be perfect for him. Alongside Kante coming in, last 20 minutes or starting matches. Yeah, And just to go back to the point is that, yeah, I'm not a Brexiteer, but I want to see more English players at Chelsea. I want to see that spine not come Brexiteer, back. Brexiteer, you're EDL, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the streets of looting every week. Much farther to the right than <laughs> no, the Brexit. But, but um, yeah, I, I just think you know. He's not though, by the way. I yeah. <laughs> but just to clarify, yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to grow my hair back now. But, um, <laughs> but I, I just like think, that skin's tattoo. You know, on your forehead. What, what, what's what's been you know prevalent about the good Chelsea or the great Chelsea sides of the Abramovich era as well is that that English backbone. And, you know, it's something that I respect that you look at Spain, you see so many Spanish players, at, you know, Barcelona and Real Madrid. Okay, it's not all just Spanish players, but they get the best of what they've got, you know, with the indigenous talent and they, they blend it with yeah. the, the Lots of English stars. players at Hull and, and yeah, West but Brom. but they're the wrong quality of... Burnley. They're the wrong, they're the wrong quality. Yeah. Lots of English players yeah. there. But, you it's, know... Some of the right players, though, isn't it? It's yeah, the exactly, right players, isn't yeah. it? It's the right players, Gary. That's it's what I'm saying. It's the right players, but... but doesn't come yeah, into no, it Yeah, that, you're right, you're right. But then, you know, you say that and there's a lot of, you know, rubbish foreign players at Hull. It's, yeah, it's not about nationality, but at the same time, is that building an identity that... Fans can relate to. I know to, what you mean about John Terry to. and Frank Lampard and Joe Cole, and I, I get that. I understand that. You know, Wayne Bridge. Yeah, yeah. I yep. get Ashley that. Cole. Yeah, yeah. I totally get yeah, it. It, 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 it makes... Even to a point, you had Scott Parker. I understand that. And no, the no, great Manchester United months, teams were very, you know, very. Took very... Ryan Bertrand coming back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I just think that there's, there are English players that, yeah. that the problem is, is that the Premier League eats itself because yeah. you try, if Chelsea try to sign Ross Barkley this summer, they're going to be getting quoted 60, 70 million for him, yeah. and he's not worth that money. No, no. So, you know, I'm, I'm it, it makes sense. Anyway. So that's, that's the money that they can get for him. But that's the point, is because you have the English tax on top of it. And it's a point, just going back to the late 90s, why did Chelsea start investing in Viali and Hullet and Di Matteo and Bosman Zola? Ruling. Players who were far superior to what they could get for the same money. Yeah, yeah. Bosman ruling, you're absolutely right. Listen, Costa, what's going on with him? Yeah, it's a strange one, isn't Doesn't it? Doesn't like the weather. Five games without a goal. Doesn't like the weather. Couldn't That's what it's all hit down. a barn door on, on Saturday. Can't have a barbecue as, much, as lofty as Well, the as weather in China is not very nice, apparently. <laughs> you know, with all that smog and snow in the, in the winter. He's obviously not happy. You can see. I don't he, think he's that. What do you think oh. it is, Gary? I don't know. I just, you know, what, what do we do with a problem like Diego? He's, he's five games without a goal, which is not a massive deal, I suppose. I mean, we know he's a superb player. He didn't play like a superb player on Saturday. And no. I think we're honest, this is not player bashing. This is not individual player blaming. No. It's an observation no. that Costa did not play very well. Yeah, see, <laughs> Kerry plagiarised me last week, actually, when I listened back to the show, and he said, um, oh, why is it the players, when they're not playing well, it's because they want to leave. Surely, you, if you want to leave, you want to be playing better. And I'd said that to him the day previous on the phone. But uh, I, I just think with him is that it's the way teams are defending against him. And it's the way teams are setting up against Chelsea now in that, you know, teams are defending a little bit deeper. They're not getting hit on the break, you know. And, but equally, at the, same, at the same time, against Palace, he wasn't putting himself in the... He was five yards behind the, behind the, uh, yeah, behind the place. He wasn't, wasn't getting himself in those positions. But then it's almost 
indicative of a player that's out of form, what do they start doing? Strikers, they start roaming for, to get yeah. possession because Torres. they think that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they think if I go and get the ball, I'm yeah. going to be in the game and therefore getting those touches is going to make me feel better. And that's what Costa's doing at the moment. He's getting a little bit, you know, sort of grumpy, isn't he? He's throwing but, himself but to the floor. Seen him before, I think yeah. that's more and frustration. Uh, with, well, yeah. no, it is. And, and, and there was a whole period, I think, you know, from the beginning of the season till, I guess, you know, February, where he wasn't doing that. He wasn't getting booked. He wasn't, you know, he, he was just getting on with his game. He was scoring goals. He was looking comfortable. Now he's getting that kind of narky. I mean, he's always been a streaky player. He was a yeah. streaky player at Madrid. Yeah. At Atletico. He was, uh, you know, he'd go long periods without scoring and then go on a hot streak again. But uh, I think the, the worry very similar yeah Drogba yeah. was very similar uh, so very what, what do we do to get the best out of him well I think I think we, we you know we relax a little bit and we don't get on his back and I mean you know you've you read social media over the weekend you think we'd, we'd have to sell him tomorrow it's ridiculous but yeah, I don't, I don't but, know. But, but I think he's injured case, as well in that he's yeah. not he's not 100% fit and just looked a bit sluggish and, yeah. and yeah. Just, yeah. you know the, even the goal you know that, that was obviously awarded as a, uh, an, own an, an own goal in the end but um, he picked up an injury on international duty didn't he where he couldn't train yeah. one of the Sundays and you know he he did his very very best to miss that you know when he you know turned he, it was a great turn yeah. sliced yeah. it came off Smith's head you know ended up in the goal and that's confidence as well the way yeah. he snatches at that ball that means that snatched it that's a very good expression he snatched at everything didn't he yeah. there was a point Hazard flicked one across the box he could have headed it in he was behind the play yeah. Yeah. it just looked yeah. like he's just it's just not clicking not quite he's there. in the wrong gear and, and because it's Diego Costa we in the media look for subplots and what's the subplot China yeah, and I, yeah, you know, again, I, I don't know. I don't necessarily buy into that. I just think he's having a dip at the moment. Yeah, I, I you know, I've, I've got no inside line in it where I can say, oh, he is because he's unhappy, or he is he happy. Knows. But it's just, but he looks grumpy though, doesn't he? But you can see, you can see, just, he's you know, not the player that he has been previously. Well, he plays with a smile on no. his face, but he always no. plays with a bit of a snarl. But <laughs> yeah. he just looks a bit miserable. But I think, he I think that's more happy of frustration snarl. with yeah. Yeah. the fact that he's a striker and well, how do we rate... He, he could have the worst game and he could score twice and everyone thinks he's been amazing. Because but he's he had games twice. where he hasn't scored and you turn around and said that was an amazing... He held the ball up, he laid it off, he you know put himself about, he was a nuisance, he had presence. We've, he's had games like that and he hasn't scored and we've still said he's had a superb game. I mean, he didn't score in this game and he had an absolute stinker. Stank the place out. Mm. You know, but I, you know, hopefully, you know, Thankfully, next game against United... We've got a bucket full of other goal scorers. Yeah, uh, including Hazard, who obviously you know scored again after 20 minutes. What a goal that was! Yeah, I mean, just a thing of yeah. beauty, wasn't it? The, the way it in the eyes, yeah, put Boric on his, his ass, shoulder, you know, and then. But that's that's Hazard. That's fun Hazard. That's Hazard that just makes it look so fun time Hazard. So easy, yeah. yeah just yeah, you know, and, and that's that's what I love about him. But then to go back to the point that he could have done so much more on, mm. you know, on um, yeah. on on Saturday. But he seemed to get the ball, and then he would. Um, you beat the player and want to go and beat him again. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sneezing here. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. It's uh, don't, don't stage. do cocaine in between <laughs> yeah, sorry. trying to say something. <laughs> oh, it smells like bleach. Um. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you know everything's looking great. We're, look, we're looking like we're cruising. Josh King, who I think scored more goals than you know some stat about him scoring more goals than. Anybody ever in the league this year? It's a good goal, and yeah, it, it took a deflection, didn't it? But yeah. um, you know, we suddenly, after thirty-eight minutes, found ourselves back under pressure. You yeah. know, and it was stupid. We do it? so often, though. We do so often. We just see seem to concede, and then you can tell the crowd getting nervous, getting you know agitated, getting tense. Yep. Yeah. Can I, can I just say on that point as well, though? That um, so that's out of the last uh, three games. That's two handballs that have done Chelsea, and that. Townsend should have yeah, been sent off. Absolutely, and he wasn't. And obviously ball. that changed but the again, result. Yeah, and then Smith handballs it, clears yeah. it up. They, they score. 
But he shouldn't have stopped running, Alonso. He stood there moaning and yeah, shouting with yeah. his arms open. But, but this is the one thing I like about this team now is that they've had these two injustices that have been pivotal. It hasn't been yeah. that, oh, Towns on handballed it, but we still went on 1-5-2 or whatever, you know. That was pivotal in that game. And Josh King could have been pivotal, but the players didn't let it affect them. Mm. And the manager hasn't spoken about it. The manager hasn't caused no. a stink about yep. it. No. They're just getting on with Unlike it. Unlike previous managers. Yeah. Listen, what was significant about the game against Bournemouth for N'Golo Kante? Um, it was a milestone and he played his... No. No. <laughs> it was his worst performance statistically? No. Although I don't think he had a brilliant first half. No. Although the first half is... Uh, one moment in the first half made it very significant for N'Golo Kante. Well, he made his thousandth tackle in English football. Or that was his first Premier League assist for Chelsea. Oh, wow. For, uh, for Hazard, Hazard in his 30th appearance. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, and you, that, I found that a surprising yeah. stat. It's a lovely ball as well. Beautiful yeah. ball, yeah. I mean, but I didn't think he played particularly well. In fact, I said he, I thought he was average. I thought he was just not, not bad, not poor. I thought he was good, but he was average. He wasn't brilliant, you know, and you're just so excited to seeing him being brilliant. Well, that second says a half, lot about Bournemouth, yeah, and second, it says a lot about our Yeah, second half, I thought he was amazing. Yeah. And I thought there were some great performances in the second I thought Matic was quietly great throughout yeah. the whole game. I think just on, Con- uh, on Kante as well, that it's a point that Conte's made about him and that, you know, Obviously, he applauds everything he does, but he says he needs to play for he needs to play forward more. He needs to pass the ball forward more. And yeah. The fact that he's that's his first assist just proves that point. Hmm. So we maintain our seven point lead over Spurs. We now need fifteen points from the twenty one available in the seven games left to guarantee the title. Spurs obviously won four 0 I must be killing them. I mean, it must be killing them. They, they're putting yeah. in these great performances. They're you know scoring lots of goals. It is the hope that kills you. I watched it? I watched match of the day and they were. Um, interviewing Pochettino and they said to him like, oh, you know going to watch the, the Chelsea game later on and he sort of quietly sort of said yeah yeah, we'll keep an eye on it but that must that must hurt those players because they've what won six on the bounce now yeah, and they still haven't made a dent it's like Man United haven't they, they, were, yeah. they you know they, they, they didn't mm. lose a game for however long and they couldn't get out of sixth yeah. place well yeah. Arsenal done them a favour now yeah um, absolutely but <clears throat> yeah see the thing that I tweeted out after just saying that um, you know Chelsea winning Spurs can win by however many goals they want or ever, yeah, but that that gap, like the points are still worth three points. It could be a one nil, it could be a six nil. It doesn't yeah, matter. Doesn't and, matter. And you know that gap is still seven points. And that I think that the media are trying to whip it up, yeah, because they want the entertainment, which is which is right, yeah, which is the absolutely. right thing to do yeah. because We're in the you, you want to enjoy business. it. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, exactly. You want to enjoy it. They and want you it want to, to feel closer. like there's something there. But I think if Chelsea negotiate Everton and United. Both away, they negotiate yeah. those games. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I know that there was games. there was after the city game. There seemed to be you know when uh, one step beyond came on, and you know normally I'm out straight down the tunnel trying to get my seat for the press conference, but I hung around because the atmosphere just seemed really big. And I relief thought, was wasn't yeah, it? It, yeah, it was. But there was Until also the, the party said about atmosphere the tube not yeah. running properly. Yeah, and there was that big party atmosphere though. That, and but they to said be fair, on, we had that Stoke. We had that you know. I was, was going <laughs> to say, and they said on oh you know. Chelsea, the fans, the way they're celebrating, and no, they, the, tonight the title's been gifted to them. I just thought, no. as much as I'm confident Chelsea yeah. are going to win it, there's still so much it's more still to still a do. lot more to we do. We need to yeah. win five out of yeah. seven games. But we knew that was a significant point in What's the season. Spurs well, are going to drop points, though. But uh, they're going to draw. That's what they're going to do. They're going to draw. It will be the draws. They've still got United to come, and they've still got Arsenal to come. And I know, yeah. obviously, Arsenal are laughable at the moment, but it's a North London derby. But, yeah, and, and, and it is, is at White Hart Lane. But... I just think that what might work in their favour, I don't think they are going to catch Chelsea, but what might work in their favour is that these games that they've got, Chelsea have got to play their tougher games before Spurs play theirs. So it might be that, you know, if if results go their way, they could be 
three points behind going into that Arsenal game or going into the yeah. United game, mm. which then gives them a men- the momentum. Yeah. But well, yeah. let's not let's not dwell on on too much on the yeah. I think Chelsea keep my arms but, length still. Absolutely. Listen, uh, you know we've been we're running out of time a little bit. I just want to mention Marcus Alonso, uh, who's now netted five goals in the Premier League this season. Uh, among defenders, only James Milner and Gareth McCauley have more. Great free kick. It's been Beautiful one of our revelations. And, and that was a fantastic... You know, when you think of all the talent that could take those free kicks, yeah. just, that was a beautiful free Fantastic. kick. Fantastic. So let's 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 draw a line under the Bournemouth game. That was a, a great three points and uh, take, sets us up nicely for the next game. Uh, just on the development squad, the under-23s moved into fourth in the Premier League two table with a comprehensive 3-0 victory over Sunderland at Stamford Bridge on Friday. 85 Ashes side complete the campaign with a home game against leaders Everton next time out, followed by a trip to Derby County next month. The under-18s suffered their first defeat since September as they were beaten 2-0 away at Manchester City on Saturday. Manchester City, of course, their opponents in the FA Youth Cup final and they return to Manchester next Tuesday for the first leg of that. The second leg is at Stamford Bridge on Wednesday the 26th of April. Tickets for that are on general sale through the Chelsea website now. So if you go to chelseafc.com, you can buy tickets for that. How many times have we met them in the final now? I've lost count. Three years in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, uh, you know. So obviously, so the clubs of the future to find it out in the Premier League, yeah. in ladies football, and in the youth football. And on the ladies, no game for the ladies this week. They next play away uh, next Monday against Birmingham City Ladies in the semi-final of the Women's FA Cup. That game live on Chelsea TV. Kick off at two o five p.m. in the afternoon. So bunk off work to watch that. Come right. So predictions. We have Manchester United on Sunday at four o'clock. Up two to one. see Jose. You're saying 2-1? Two, 2-1 one? Two, one to Chelsea. Gary? 1-1 one, one and Jose to claim some sort of injustice. No, shock horror. I'm going 2-0, Chelsea. I think we will uh, keep our calmness. Uh, I hope so. uh, They don't have as much belief as we do, and I think that will see us through. Zlatan's and they've worry. got Europa League, which is that. their priority, yes. apparently. Exactly. All of a sudden. Um, so, good. Listen, thanks very much, guys. Uh, let's keep Pleasure. the faith. Only seven games left. Only five to win. We can do that, right? We, we can, can do, do that. Absolutely. Brilliant. Alan, Easy. Gary, thank, thank you, you so much. We'll see you next time. Take care. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.